Blog Talk Radio. And I never get tired of that music. Number one to the sun. I'm going to light the fire tonight with uh, Captain Jim Holder. He's down in the in the deer hunt camp, and uh, I don't know where the hell that is, but somewhere down in Florida, I mean, in Georgia, way out in the woods. <laughs> Jim, you with us, right? I hope you are. Yes, sir, out of the I tree. Very, there yes, you go. Very close to Jackson, Georgia. Jackson, Georgia, all right. Southeast of Atlanta. Well, first of all, I'm going to put a log on the fire and light it. Here we go, Jim, and see if you guys can feel a fire going here. It sounds like it. Does that sound like a roaring fire to you? Sounds like a Yule to me. I'm going to dampen it down just a tad. All right. Okay. Uh, First... Let's identify the EAL radio show who have hosts who have made the show possible over the years. And several of them, of course, are no longer with us. Some just couldn't stand the pay. Not enough. And unfortunately, <laughs> some have left us. But these uh, faithful remain for the last show. And I see, I believe, a number on my producer's board that might be Colleen. Colleen, are you with us tonight? Yes, I am. Oh, wonderful. Yes, I am. So, so <laughs> great to hear your voice again, Colleen. Well, I may not make it to the end of the show, but I read that it was the last one this year, so I wanted to be here. Okay. Yeah, are you good, are you home good, now, good. Colleen? I got home last week. It's going to be a... What? Uh, long recovery, but I'll 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 get there. <laughs> I know you will. It's good to be good to be home. Yeah, it's Decent good. And, people and, are tough. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Thank you so much for for tuning us in and being with us tonight. And I hope you and your family had a wonderful Christmas. And I'm sure the family did having you home, Colleen. And it feels like we've got you home here on the radio show, which is our last show tonight uh, for this uh, EAL. But I've got some news about what's coming on. So um, at any rate, uh, we've got some other hosts with us tonight. Who else do we have here? Uh, let's see. On my board, I'm just going to call them off. Of course, Jim, I mean, uh, Chuck Albright. Chuck, say hello. Hi, everybody. It's good to be here. I 
This is my, what, ninth year, I believe. I think so. And Somewhere uh, around got, in there. I got George Jen up in New York. George, hello. Good evening, Neil. It's good to be back on board with everyone. Great to hear you. And I got Harry, Harry Lindquist, up in the Baltimore hey. Brunswick area. Hello, Harry. Hey, Captain Neil and all the hosts. It's good to be here. I'm, I guess, the newbie host on the block. I've only been with you about six months, but it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> it's great having you with us, and uh, especially during the Reaper Radio Hour shows that we had. Also, Harry, and I hope you can stay a, a while a longer, like years, as, as many as we can keep it on the air. And, of course, we've got Jim Holder out there sitting in the woods. I don't know. He's not on his stand right now, but I think he's in the warmth of his cabin or sitting around this fire we just lit. Jim, hello. Hello, yes, and I'm in my camper. I'm in my camper sitting up here in bed. One of my feet popped up listening to you guys. Glad to be here. <laughs> you, you hear the flames roaring? Oh, yes. I can see them. <laughs> Look out my window. I can see them over there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And then we got, uh, let's see, Mike Mike Scott up there in uh, New England, up there where George is. I was going to ask you guys, you got any snow in your backyard? Uh, Mike, do you have snow gone. in your backyard? Huh? It's all gone. Oh, gone. All gone. And being as this is our last EAL show here, I mean, we got, I can hear the Yule log crackling in the background there. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> glad I was part of the, the show there and the Reaper Radio Hour for, I guess, about two and a half years or so. And uh, it's been a pleasure working with everybody, and uh, we'll enjoy the show tonight, and I hope everybody's doing okay. Yeah, great. And, of course, uh, Colleen's with us as long as she wants to stay with us. Colleen, it's great to have you with us. And um, um, uh, you were in the hospital for how long, Colleen? Five weeks. <laughs> Five weeks. Yeah. I got it. I thought I was thought I was going to be in and out in about three or four days, but uh, it didn't go as planned. Yeah. uh, So I ended up up in ICU for two weeks. Well. And then uh, sitting sitting around waiting for for rehab, but uh, last Thursday was my birthday, so I finally got to rehab on last Sunday, and they asked me what my goal was, and I said my goal is to walk out of here Thursday morning. So they worked my tail off for three days. <laughs> Very good. You must have told Happy them you had Happy 39th birthday. The... Yeah. Pardon? Happy 39th that? birthday. Ah, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Jack Benny. Yeah. It's not what I felt like Thursday morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. And, um,. I'm sure the family were you. You must have had a great Christmas uh, with everyone there. I'm sure, but um, we, we've had a great Christmas. My wife and I uh, had our daughter and uh, her husband, who uh, she takes care of. She's a caregiver to her husband, and he's doing quite well. Um, and we took him over to St. Augustine to see the night lights. Uh, they have a a, uh, every year, last about a month and a half, 
they light up St. Augustine. It really is beautiful. So we enjoyed that. And my granddaughter came Christmas Day with her fiancé. So it was great. It was really wonderful to have a Christmas that way. And uh, anybody else want to share a Christmas story with us? Well, I got a little one, if I might, Neil. Yeah. Uh, at the Civil Falcon Convention, I ended up with a beautiful model of an Eastern Electra in the original paint job. Tia wow. Robertson won it, but she gave it to me because I was over there whimpering, crying in a corner that I didn't win it. And she gave it to <laughs> me. But I made the comment that I have uh, in my great room a model of all the airplanes I flew with Eastern. I'm talking about pretty big, except I didn't have a DC-7. I flew the DC-7 as a new hire. Yeah. And I was complaining, you know, wishing I had one. You can't find them. I'm sure you can. But all of a sudden, I got a message from my son. He and Kerry examined my logbooks and found out you've heard about that Waterloo trip where we ran out of gas back in 1964, yeah. May 8th, in the DC-7. And he looked ahead her while I was cutting the grass back in August, found my logbook, and got the airplane number. It was 806. No. I mean, 601, excuse me, 601, and he contacted some outfit somewhere, Philippines, I think, and he is having made an identical, what the paint job was back in 1964, I said three, it's 1964, and that's my Christmas present from him, it's uh, beautiful, Wow. but it didn't make it, they ran out of time, and I'll be getting it the middle of January, but... uh, that completes all the eastern planes. I mean, I got some little models, but I want some big ones, and this is a big one too. So that's yeah. my Christmas story. Well, that's Very great. Nice. Yeah. And um, how about some of you other guys? What kind of unusual Christmas gift you might? I've got an unusual one I like to tell you about. But anyone else here? Mike, what? Did, well, am I? You, I know what Mike got. Mike got probably a bag of switches and some charcoal. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't even get that. All I did was write everybody else a check, and I. I didn't get anything but some couple of cards. That was it, and there was no check in there either. <laughs> like we say, uh, like Tony Soprano used to say, "I got Stugats." <laughs> How about you up there, George? Uh, actually, I had a pretty. Uh, Pretty quiet Christmas, Neil. I, I got a, um, a, a, a new e-reader, you know, so I can – I haven't really – I've been busy working on my new book, so I haven't done any reading. So uh, this woman – uh, my I shouldn't say that. My son and his wife got me a, uh, got me a, a reader, and uh, my, my daughter got me a bunch of clothes and uh, a new winter coat when it got up to uh, – Almost sixty degrees and all the snow melted, you know. Yeah. Well, that's great. That sounds really great. And uh, Harry, how about you? What uh, What did Santa bring you? Well, uh, a couple of things, uh, uh, both related to Eastern. But but one day a, a box showed up addressed to me from uh, the local area here, about ten miles from here. I had no idea what it was, so I opened it up, and it was a, a scale model Eastern DC nine. Oh. I had no idea where it came from. Actually, I thought maybe Captain Neal had sent the host a gift. Yeah, I sent but, it to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in the meantime, my older son, who lives in Tennessee, 
said that it came from him. But it was interesting that he lives in Tennessee. It was shipped about 10 miles from me, and, and I got it. Oh, my God. And then uh, my, my younger son gave me a book called Eastern Airlines, A History, 1926 to 1991. I have already read it. Uh, it's not a, not a long book, less than 200 pages, but I found it very, very interesting. And uh, if you're looking wow. to, to brush up on Eastern history, I would say that's a good little book. Good. Who's, do you remember the author? David Lee Russell. David Lee Russell. That name sounds – maybe I've seen the cover of the book, yeah. Well, uh, that's great. Chuck, how about you? What did uh, what did Santa bring you? Santa brought me and my family. I'm um, I'm in the middle of the state, like uh, just uh, north of Orlando. Well, one of my girls uh, lives in North Carolina, uh, and then my other girl lives down in West Palm Beach. So it's very seldom that the two of them get together and uh, are able to come to the villages because my um, younger one is in the medical field, and she runs a um, a doctor's office, so she can't get away too much, and she has a young son. And then my other one down in West Palm Beach, as uh, she has does uh, private schools. She's in a private school as a teacher, uh, helping out with uh, disadvantaged children, mostly. Um, uh, kids that uh, are, are disruptive in classes um, because of their um, inability to, to uh, be with other children. So they yeah. put her in a class with my daughter. So she's That's very great. seldom. So they all got together, and they came to my my new house. Okay. Very so good. I had, a, I had a very good Christmas. Very good. And, you know, we got another number here from 516. That sounds like the New York area. Uh, 398. I won't say the last four numbers. 516. Who might that be? Okay. Don't, don't be shy. Speak uh, I, up. I, I, believe, I believe I know who that is, Neil. Okay. All right. Shadow? Well, it. <laughs> If they'd like to say uh, something about our show tonight, everybody's welcome to join in the conversation. And um, I got something that was unusual, never expected it. Uh, it was kind of like getting a, a Lionel set, a train set, you know, where you, you put the tracks together and the choo-choo goes around the tracks. And uh, you remember some of you guys, I'm sure you got some of those when you were about, what, nine years old? Yep. Well, yep, I remember mine well. Yes, sir. I got an updated version of that, and it's called a drone. <laughs> so. Why is it on the mulberry bush? Yeah, you should have seen my daughter and I outside in the cul-de-sac trying to fly that sucker. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's I was hitting night like cars. A... <laughs> I, I, I was hitting Putting cars. Putting the windows out? mailboxes, but uh, I finally learned how to uh, bring it down in the grass instead of on the concrete, and uh, it was a lot of fun, but the temperatures kind of uh, put a uh, stop to uh, spending too much time with it, 
and uh, because our temperatures were 29 degrees in Jacksonville, Florida. Wow, tell me yeah, about it. It was really cold. Yeah, it was cold. <laughs> Colleen, was it, how cold did it get down over in your area? It was in the 20s. Yeah. Um, I, I, of course, was not outside, but uh, my husband kept saying, you know, you missed the winter. And it was down in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, well, what, when are you guys? When are you guys all old enough to stop with the planes, trains? When do you when do you stop getting toys? <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Well, I never planes, expected to get automobiles. What is it? Yeah, I don't know. I never expected to get a drone. And uh, I I said, my golly, my grandson from Tampa, he and his wife sent it to me. And and I thought, well, does he think I'm smart enough for this new technology to fly a drone? (laughs) And uh, so, uh, but at any rate, it's pretty neat. uh, It's a pretty neat drone if you guys want to. Well, you guys, I'm sure, to, yeah, Colleen, you're probably not interested in that, but it uh, it's a lot of fun to sit there. Now, I'm trying to get it up above the rooftop of our house because they're doing something behind our conservation area, and I want to get a peek at it, at what they're doing back there. So if I can raise it about, oh, 75 to 80 feet in the air, then I can get a a pretty good look at it because it's got a camera and I haven't figured that one out yet, but, uh, uh, it, it, it'll be a while. And, uh, good for they gave you time. a, for Does any of you got, do you, any of you guys have a, a toy, like a, a drone? I got one. I don't. Oh, okay. Chuck, you've got one. I might bring yeah. mine over and let you teach me how to fly it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning. Mine's a mine's a mini drone. It's not one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Well, this is not too big. This is like about a foot and a half. Um, well, you know, Neil, last, yeah. last Christmas, Carrie's son, Jeff, gave me a drone for Christmas. Oh, and I went okay. down to the hangar at the airport, uh, you know, where my hangar is, and got out there, and I couldn't fly that thing. It just wouldn't do what it was supposed <laughs> to do. And this guy behind me is an expert in drones. He has acrobatic drones, and he puts on air shows at night with his drone, and he came over. And I said, his name is, uh, well, I won't use his name. He came over and said, you're not doing too good with this argument. I said, I can't get this thing to do nothing. He said, well, let me try it. So he took it off, and he come in, and that stuck Booker wanted in straight from 50 feet straight down and tore it to smithereens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the expert drone flyer. He crashed mine within the first thirty seconds. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's my no. drone story. That's your drone story. Well, you, you know, you know, Neil, if you tune in on the, on the television, there's a drone channel. They do drone oh. races. Uh, and it's amazing what these kids can do with the drones. Yeah, it is. They're just, yeah, I they just fly them through these hoops and lo- one of you, lopes, and all kind one of stuff. Of, one of you guys sent me a drone YouTube uh, a few months back, and 
might have been George or, or Mike or somebody, and uh, they were upside down flying and cutting ribbons. I mean, just like an air show. Golly, Pete's they're good. Yeah, they are. Yeah, kids are all good with electronics. Yeah, they sure are. Well, that's well, what they got for pilots today. Pilots are sitting in a trailer in the drone somewhere in Afghanistan. Yeah. Colleen, what was your thought? We had some complaints in our neighborhood. You know, who's flying the drone low over all the houses? <laughs> it was it was privacy issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, we, nobody came out at 29... Twenty nine degree temperature, no one was outside watching me fly that drone. So I think I'm gonna take it out to an open field somewhere and see if I can get the hang of it. And uh and you know a lot of folks in real estate have drones and they take um, aerial pictures of homes they list and uh, the the cameras are quite good in these things. Yeah. Uh, what what you need to do, Neil, know, is find a a local uh, RC club. They they yeah. have drones in the RC clubs now. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Well, uh, George, you were of, talk- huh? There's a lot of uh, the FAA has gotten involved with these drones. That, and I'm sure you already know about that. But every day there's more regulations that come out in regards to uh, to using these things. It's uh, the book of FARs on that thing is getting thicker and thicker, like I said, by the day. And you have to register some of these things a certain size. You have to register them with the FAA and all that. And you have yeah. to have a license to, to fly them. They'll yeah. give you a regular FAA license for a uh, for yeah. these things now. I don't know how it works. I, I don't have one. I'm just amazed at watching how they do work. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm going to change the subject. Our RC club that we have here. You have to put the your ID number from the FAA inside your airplane. Oh, okay. That's how technical they get. So well, you're you've, right. you've always it, it, had you've always had to do that with uh, I mean with drones it's something new but with the model airplanes because I've been a member of the AMA, Air, um, uh, you know the Model Aviation Club since right. 1954. And I still have my three four digit number, but back then, <laughs> if you had uh, free flight uh, model airplanes, you were required. You had a, a little uh, a little sticker form that you had to put on the uh, on the fuselage or on the wing in case it got lost or it caused any damage anywhere. This somebody can get a hold of you. So that's been yeah. around for a long time. They're just making it uh, a little more difficult, or not difficult, but uh, they're just flipping that over to the drone side. Well, right. uh, let's uh, let's uh, put the drones to bed here. I want to talk about uh, <laughs> something that came up uh, uh, in our conversation prior to airtime. We were talking about a few things, and um, I got a message, an email. Uh, and I read Christine Negroni's accounting of of uh, Carlene Petit, uh, and she's been a host on our show and helped us a few times uh, in safety matters. And uh, George has got the latest on what the verdict was for Carlene in her favor. George, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure, Neil. She Carlene was having 
when she was on our show, she was having, I knew about it because I had helped her uh, to a small degree with her system board case. Um, she was having trouble because Delta, she had reported some uh, safety, air safety deficiencies to uh, upper management at Delta, including Steve Dixon, the guy who's ahead of the FAA today under the Trump administration. And uh, the Delta management apparently never acted on it. And um, what they did instead was they sent her to a, uh, a psychiatrist who uh, erroneously tagged her with being bipolar, which is an automatic loss of your, uh, your, your medical certificate, which meant that she couldn't fly. And, you know, while she was, on, while she was working on the show with us, she didn't want anybody to know. She had asked me not to say anything, which I did not. But she won her uh, system board case because in the Delta contract, there was a, a clause there that if they're given a, um, a, dia, a medical diagnosis by a company doctor, that they have the right to go to another, uh, uh, another uh, doctor to, to try to see if, the, if, if you get a different diagnosis. So she went to the Mayo Clinic, and they diagnosed her as not being bipolar. And then the the contract called for her to um, get a third diagnosis from a neutral doctor, which came out to be the same thing. So um, I'm not, I don't think she ever went, she didn't have to go the grievance route because based on, on the third neutral doctor's decision, she got a job back with um, uh, supposedly with full back pay and benefits. I don't know if that was the case or not. Uh, whether she got totally back benefits or not, but uh, and then she was reinstated by the airline, but she filed a uh, an Air 21 lawsuit with Lee Seam, who's uh, an attorney up here, and I believe he's in White Plains, but don't, don't hold me to that. And um, uh, she filed the Air 21 lawsuit, and the judge just last week found in her favor and. Uh, awarded her uh, $500,000 in compensatory damages for I mean wow. this woman is amazing Carlene she's been living with living this nightmare since I believe it was 2016 but she hung in there and fought tooth and nail along with Lee and uh, she was successful uh, I read uh, tonight in the Wall Street Journal the Wall Street Journal picked up on the story as uh, Christina Groney did um, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal about her, and in the Journal article, uh, Delta said that they were going to uh, appeal the decision of the administrative law judge. Uh, I don't know what, what grounds that would be on or whatever. I mean, it seems to me that they would not have any grounds to file yeah. an appeal uh, yeah. because the decision was pretty much uh, cut and dried. But, that, you know, you never can tell with the court of law, but I believe that Carlene will be uh, upheld at, at whatever level they go to to appeal it. I'm sure it's just a delaying tactic on their part. On their part, they have to pay out a half a million dollars to her. But yeah. God, if any if anybody earned it, it was her. I mean, she's been living in hell for four years now, and yeah. almost four yeah. years. And I really give her credit for what she did. She's quite a lady. She sure is, and we hope to have her on our show next year. And uh, so we'll we'll try to stay in touch with her. And well, you know, we... Neil, 
one, one thing that was very interesting was that during while all of this is going on, she went and got a doctorate. And, yeah. You know, went to went to school, and I mean, it was just. I was just amazed. I've never seen anyone who did what she's done. And uh, well, you, she really, you know, she, do you remember George? We had a show, an episode there, a roundtable discussion about air safety, and we had uh, Christine on the show, and also uh, Carlene on the show, and the dean of Embry Riddle University, where she got her doctorate degree, and yes, uh, in aviation. Cool. And uh, wow, that was a great show too, by the way. And uh, yep. so, so yeah, she has really uh, helped us out a few times when we've called on her. And she's got some great books that she's written, um, like you, George. She, your book, uh, just uh, you can't put it down. And that's the way she's written her novels. She's got a central character. She uh, winds in what we know as far as pilots and flight attendants uh, on our trips. And it's, it's quite clear. And, and she does a wonderful job in telling the story and she puts the safety yeah, issues think, in there. Yeah. I believe she has a new one that's about to be published also. Yeah. She, she get had mentioned wrong. that to me the last time we spoke. Yes. Yeah. Well, we had, uh, I received today, uh, I went to the office, my office, I don't go to it very often, but uh, I got a, a letter, a, a happy holiday letter from Willie Young, and Willie is a flight attendant. Colleen, I think you know Willie. Yeah, yes, I do. Yeah, and she sent a, a letter and a donation to the radio show. She's been a very, very supportive of our um, radio show and the Eastern Airlines radio website. So, uh, Willie, if you're listening, thank you very much uh, for that donation. And uh, Chuck Albright, well, Chuck, you, a, go ahead, Harry. Well, I, I was just going to say that's a better letter than I got today. I got one from the Internal Revenue with a oh. bunch of money. Oh, God. <laughs> Already? Already, yeah. Already. <laughs> You're supposed to receive money from from the federal government now. Uh, Chuck, I, Chuck. I know, but uh, <laughs> anyway, I guess I have to tangle with them. Yeah, well, sorry about that. Yeah. Well, well, you you know, Harry, uh, I I have a special gun that shoots Preparation H suppositories for people who are a pain in the ass. <laughs> Want to use it? You might want to use it on her. Oh boy! Put, put a big clip in that thing and send it down here. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, you know, just just to go back to Eastern for a second, you know, when I, my terms on the MEC, uh, Skip Copeland was the God rest his soul was the captain rep at the time, and Skip he hadn't filed any income tax for like eight years. And uh, the the IRS was really, I mean, they chased, I I used to ask him, say, Skip, how do you put your head on the pillow and sleep at night? And he'd tell me, ah, it's really not that hard, you know. But I mean, well, I I think, I I don't know what happened. He went to the grave owing him a lot of money. I don't don't know what, if anything happened after that, you know. Drink some Maker's Mark. 
There you go. It might be a good idea when you reach uh, in your 80s, you know. <laughs> Say the hell yeah, with it. Just stop paying. That's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I get calls all the time wanting me to get an extended warranty on my refrigerator or whatever. I'm surprised I don't get any calls on warranties on this uh, drone here. and But uh, I don't have much <laughs> warranty left on my, my time. But... Uh, uh, you never yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I like to like, like, tell you a little bit about yeah. our new programming that we've got coming up. And as you know, this is going to be our last show for the for the year, and uh, not time enough left anyhow. Uh, except when we leave tonight, I hope you'll listen to my favorite singer, uh, John McDermott, uh, Irish tenor. Singing all Lang Syne, but um, uh, our new programming starts January seventh, and it's going to be exciting. We've got a sponsor, and uh, Jim, I was thinking that you were going to say that the Atlantic Models is the one that is doing your DC seven. But uh, yeah, I thought about that when Michael told me that. You know, that yeah. it's in the Philippines one they were doing it. Philippines. Yeah. I, I got a DC DC seven model with the original delivery paint job on it, at, uh, sitting in my, in my living room. That was done by Atlantic Models, and it was uh, I got the the registration number, which was eight forty seven. That was the very last one that my dad flew at Eastern wow. Airlines. So I have that model sitting out on the table. And wow. it's worth seven twenty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow! Do you give hey, tours you know, through I, your house? <laughs> well, usually I have a floor jack by the front door because people come in and their jaw drops right away. So I have to use the floor jack to close their mouths again. <laughs> hey, hey, Neil, they can't I usually believe. They usually just stand there in awe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, George, go ahead. Yeah, are, are, with the new show, are you going to? Uh, Still use the Eastern commercials on there? No, no. Uh, we, well, we'll uh, mention Eastern and talk about uh, maybe the new Eastern uh, the airlines and with Mark. But uh, mainly we're going to talk about different things in aviation, not just commercial aviation. Uh, we've got, uh, I've even thought about, and we were adding, uh, like museums, uh, aerospace, Talking about aerospace and um, the drones will be in there and and the military and general aviation, you know the Cessna types and and uh, just a complete um, picture of aviation in general and and we won't focus in and concentrate on just one. So if there's breaking news and general aviation, we'll mention it or military and. Um, you know, you go on the Internet, and there's some websites like AvWeb that have great uh, up-to-date, I mean, by the minute and hour almost, hour and minute, I should say, uh, of what's happening in aviation. And so much stuff out there. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, plus we're going to do interviews with people like George and hopefully Carlene and, and Christine. If she comes out with a new book, we'll do interviews with aviation books. And... Uh, just uh, have a do well, what, Neil. Colleen, you know, I, I think I think I told you that my novel is going to be republished. It's coming out in May. A different publisher, yeah. 
And uh, what I'm probably going to do, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to ask uh, Christine if she will do the introduction to the book oh, for me, you know. Yeah, that'll be good. Mm. Colleen, yeah. you had something that you were going to mention? Yes, is any of this going to be scripted? Uh, yeah, it is. As a matter of fact, I hope to send out uh, the script that we'll be using for our first show. And um, it's really a variety show of aviation. And um, we're going to have a calendar of, of events like uh, like uh, uh, the uh, Oshkosh and Sun and Fun and other air shows and events that are being held. Uh, we won't have too much of it but we'll have about three or four minutes and and even those uh obituaries like chuck yeager flying west here a few weeks ago and those folks in aviation that have made so much have contributed so much we want to talk about that and we'll have aviation history so we'll talk about history not only a little bit about as a matter of fact i'm opening up with uh something that i heard uh that is very, very good. It's about 10 minutes audio. I think it's from the one of the museums that put out about Captain Eddie. So I thought I'd use that first about uh, Captain Eddie and all the way up to Eastern Airlines and what uh, various things that he did in his lifetime. But there's about a 10-minute uh, audio of that. So, And um, we'll be having some sound effects and things like that. It's going to be a a real variety of things on that uh, new show. If you like, I'll send you guys, all of you guys that are on tonight, copies of the script, and I'm putting out feelers of those that want to help host this first show. We'd be happy to uh, give you a part and talk a little bit about it. Most of them are about three minutes long, and uh, so we can cover so many different points of uh, aviation. And we've got a website, a brand-new website. And by the way, it will be a brand-new radio provider instead of Blog Talk Radio. It will be a brand-new radio provider, a brand-new website. You're going to fire the English gal? <laughs> Which English gal? <laughs> the one that does oh. the, tells you, your show will be ready in four seconds. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I didn't detect an English dialect. Did she have an accent? Oh, definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, yep. Okay. <laughs> but we want to talk well, about there, flight I'm attendants. Sure. We've got maintenance, maintenance in there. We've got flight attendants. Uh, everything that we can think of, we're going to throw in there and, and have just a good just, I don't know how long it'll last, an hour, hour and a half, whatever. But we do have a sponsor, and I'm hoping to get one more sponsor for the show. I have two sponsors during the uh, the course of, uh, as a matter of fact, the first one, Atlantic Models. They've been very helpful putting together a, a audio so I can use a clip, and uh, that's going to be neat. Well, so, Neil, did, did, yeah, you see, did, did you see today that uh, – Delta and American are rehiring a bunch of their employees with this new uh, law that was signed into into the law today. Uh, they're recalling a bunch of people who were furloughed and having them at least until March 31st now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
Yep. That's good yeah. good news. My, well, the, uh, the airline the airlines got fifteen billion with a B uh dollars in this new uh, package that was just approved by the Congress and signed into law by the president. Okay. Well, I've been worried about my daughter-in-law, my son's wife. She's a pilot with uh, SkyWest, and uh, she's from Finland. She's got a green card, and they've been married now. They've been together for about almost 20 years, I think. He taught her to fly, and she's such a smart lady that she went to the University of California uh, and uh, San Diego and got her master's degree in marine biology. She got all of her airplane ratings, her uh, pilot uh, ratings, and and then got her veterinarian um, degree and worked as a vet for two years and decided she didn't like that and went back to aviation, and now she's with SkyWest, and she loves it, absolutely loves it. So, mm-hmm. but... She's flying a, the largest airplane they have, which is a, a 600 or 900 a CR. I, I don't. I, I think a CR 900. Does that sound right? Uh, it's a six, Not sure 60 they passenger so many airplane. 60 passenger airplane, and they feed Neil, United and some of the others. Yeah. Do, do you see uh, Shay Oakley's? Uh, what he puts up on uh, LinkedIn just about every day. Do you do you happen to uh, get that from him? No, I have I've, I've, I've got to get back into LinkedIn because I get messages from them all the time. So, uh, is it about museums or history or what? What has he got? Yeah, LinkedIn? well, t- today today he had a uh, I don't know what kind of plane it was. It was an Eastern high wing prop plane. Looked like an amphib and. Um, but I, I had never seen it before. I didn't even know that Eastern, it was in Eastern's colors and everything. And uh, I guess the airline flew it. I don't, I don't know what it might have been model chalk. It was. was it, it was a seaplane? It looked like it, um, but yeah. it was, a, I mean, it must have been. It was a high wing. The engines were up on, on a twin engine, but it was a smaller plane. And uh, but it was all in Eastern's colors. It was. Uh, it might have been a widgeon or a goose or uh, not a goose, but a widgeon or what's the other one? Uh, help me out, Mallard. you guys, Mike. Mallard, widgeon, Mallard, I, Mallard. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know what it was, but it was sure interesting. He, yeah, he, he, puts, yeah. he puts up. He usually puts up something different every day, and it's uh, yeah. it's really very very. I don't know where he gets his stuff, but yeah. it's really great. Well, I hope we're well, having the show bring it back. Do what, Colleen? <laughs> Is it the one that says Pan Am you're talking about? No, no. It, had, it was in Eastern's colors, and it had Eastern I, on the side of it also. I think oh. I know what it was. Back when what? I did that show, uh, my first PowerPoint show, I had a picture of an airplane completely Eastern colors, and it and it, it, it I had a picture in the frame, you know, and it said, what is this? And it was a shuttle airplane. There was an airplane that was designed was going to be added to the shuttle somehow. And I bet that's, huh. what, that's what he found. But it looks, it has the identical Eastern paint job, high wing, two regions. I think I'll email yeah. uh, Shay and see if he I can send it. it to you. I can find yeah. it and send it to you if you want me to when yeah. I get home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be, be great. But, if, if yeah. Neil, if you could get a hold of Shay and ask him, because I didn't see... 
there was a, some discussion on there about the airplane, but I didn't see the make and model on, uh, during the discussion that anyone put that up, you know. Yeah, it was well, I didn't a foreign-built foreign built airplane. I think it was called an L-88. I think uh, Scott Crossfield did all the test flying on that. They were going to use it on the air shuttle, but that's right, the one you're, right. uh, yeah, and yeah. it never panned out, of course. And uh, I know the that's Eastern right. Airlines, uh, they painted that in the in Hangar 9 at Kennedy, and they had the auto shop paint the hockey stick on it. And when they when they painted the hockey stick on it, with all the stencils, they used an X-Acto knife on his skin. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> raised hell. Well, it, it raised hell with one, everybody. Cause <laughs> well, one, one thing, one thing that uh, that uh, Shea did up, up there, he said it had uh, one of the first RNAV systems on it that they subsequently put on the Electra. Oh, okay. well, it, it, they would have yeah. been that time. Oh, I'll tell you, yeah. I don't know where I got the picture, it's but in, I used in, it in, in the, the late '60s. In the PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. In the late right. '60s, that was. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been that would have been before my time at the airline, so I had never seen it before, you know. Yeah, they well, don't have the one. It, it was a flop. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before we get too far. We got just a few minutes left. I just wanted to remind you guys that last year we did 37 REPA Radio Hour series on Thursdays. We did 47 EAL radio shows broadcasting. That was just five short of 52 weeks, so we almost made a complete year of it. We had 84 shows combining uh, the the, uh, Thursday series along with the uh, Monday night broadcast, and uh, we did shows on takeoff and landings, Eastern advertising, airports of the future, supersonic. We even did a show on the Concord. We had a show on, you remember, be an aviation consultant. We had aviation deregulation at 78. We had new Eastern to the rescue uh, uh uh, airplane seats. We even talked about airplane seats. And, uh, of <laughs> course, uh, honoring our military, we did the Normandy invasion, and uh, we had a show all about uh, dreams. Do you remember that dream show we had? Yeah. And uh, we looked back at the airports, the histories of Miami, Atlanta, New York City airports. And we even talked about uh, Harry's favorite subject, crew scheduling. Remember that, Harry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been my first show. Yeah, I think it was. And uh, we had a show on the captain's last trip. We talked a little bit about that. I think Jim, you recalled yours, and I recall mine, and mm-hmm. George and Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a Hall of Fame show on uh, John Halliburton, and um, we did COVID on you know when it started cranking up and the airlines were losing all the money, and of course we did our traditional Halloween flight. Again, and we did uh, recently a Washington National History of Washington National Airport. And then the last show I think we did was Ladies at War. So it was a good year. We did a lot of stuff during the year, and hopefully we'll present so much stuff uh, come January that folks will really want to tune in to see what's going on in the world of aviation uh, because it's going to be uh, 
I think, exciting this coming year. So many things are being developed. Airbus seems to be, uh, they've got some some real geniuses out there working uh, with their aircraft designs. I don't know. They had a lot of them on the Internet, even airliners that uh, if they had trouble, the fuselage would separate from the wings and the tail section, and it would parachute to earth, <laughs> saving all the passengers. And uh, there's so many things that are coming. At, uh, it's going to be fun to talk about it during this coming year. So I hope you guys will tune in and be with us on the radio show. Need a lot of help. Well, Anything else Chuck, you guys just, want to talk about? Chuck, go ahead. I'm, I'm in and send me a script. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, we did a lot of music, too. You know, we did everything from novelty. Yeah, we did good on that. Country and Western oh, yeah. songs, jazz songs, war songs, songs of the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. And we tried to do it talking about Eastern Airlines. So we did a lot of Eastern talk last year. And uh, I'm real happy about that. And it there's was still, good in the music break it up. There you yeah, go. The music yeah. was in between. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, it was fun putting them together. And, uh, of course, uh, it was uh, all the hosts that uh, presented it and uh, made it a good year for us last year. So I thank you all for joining me and putting this out to our Eastern family. And um, we're not going to discontinue the EAL radio show. It'll be there uh, uh, for the coming year because it's paid for. So uh, this will be a new show, and I don't know exactly, you know, if something exciting comes along, we'll we'll crank up the EAL radio show and put it out on the website. We've got two websites now. I'll inform all of you as to the new website, and um, I hope you can contribute to your comments and pictures and so forth. And um, so we'll make it uh, a little bit about Eastern, a little bit about uh, aviation in general. So, okay, Neil. Yes, Colleen. Uh, okay, I'm going to have to sign off. My, uh, I think my oxygen's running out here. <laughs> it's actually the machine is so loud that I am stretched to the limit, and I have it outside the office door. Colleen, we're we're you're in our <laughs> prayers for a wonderful year this coming year. I hope you uh, I will, get stronger I will every day. I will try to join you if I can, but I also want to say thank you to every host. I think I got a card from every single host from the radio show. And Wonderful. when I started getting cards, I thought, well, during my recuperation, I will write thank yous to everybody. I now have a stack of cards that are about a foot and a half high. So I'm I sure. Turned out one. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's been so great. And you've had a wonderful support uh, of uh, Janice Henry and the Silverliners, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. wonderful yes. group, and and we hope to talk so, about them in future shows, too. So, like I said, I will join you when I can. Good luck with everything. Happy New Year to everybody. And Thank you. Happy, Happy New Year. Same to you, Colleen. Get well. Thank you. Well, good night. Good night. 
Well, saying good night, guys. I think it's about time to crank up the All Lang Syne, which is uh, uh, one of my favorites. And I want to thank you, each and every one of you guys uh, for being with us with with us uh, every Monday night and Thursdays uh, when you could. And it was great having you with us. And Kitchen Table Radio um, now never be the same. <laughs> so, well, Neil, uh, uh, I want yeah. I want to thank you, Neil, because of everyone, you're the one who does all the hard work and puts in the most time. And I'm being, I just want to thank you very much for keeping mm-hmm. Eastern alive in the minds of so many people. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's been fun doing it. Really has. I've enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, thank goodness I've got that to do. Otherwise, I'd be out there messing up people's cars and windows with my drone. (laughs) (laughs) George is usually too busy trying to get a fish hook out of his finger, so, you know. Yeah, there There you go. go. (laughs) Hey, hey, Neil. Yeah, Harry. I'd like to request in the coming year, i got to hear the story about Jim Holder running out of gas in a DC-7. you got to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, well, let me tell you, I remember it vividly, vividly. <laughs> I'll put it on the schedule. Uh, later Harry. on, you can tell us about it. What's that? Okay. okay. I'll put it on the schedule and see if it fits in with Jim's, yeah. okay? Well, okay. yeah, Jim, you okay, were only the co-pilot then, so you could blame him I on was the captain. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was the co-pilot. <laughs> I was a new hire. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know they did things like this on the airline. I was a new hire. <laughs> Recheck that registration number on that DC-7, Jim. Well, I, yeah. I may have got it messed up. Uh, it might have been – I don't know. i got to go back and read up on it. But uh, it, he said that was the only DC-7 Easton had that the end number was not the tail number. And oh. I did not know that until he sent me that from Germany. Uh, it could have been because the Eastern Airlines had a uh, few of DC-7Cs that were leased. Uh, this was a this was a B. I'm pretty sure, but I you're you're I I'll tell you it's confusing to me, and I even had the yep. end number and the tail number in my logbook in 1964, and that agreed with what Michael found a picture of. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I, Anyhow, I can't wait to hear this story. Yeah. Okay. Oh, very okay. good. Well, we're not going to have our silver wings sign off, but I'm going to let you listen to. John McDermott's, and I've included the lyrics. If you guys want to sing along with him, do so. But listen to his wonderful Irish voice singing All Lang Syne. Wonderful.